Well, hello there. It's Morgan Harper Nichols here and welcome to the podcast. Today's episode, it's all about picking a word of the year. Now, what is the point of picking a word of the year or finding a word for the year? Uh, To answer that question, I'm going to just share a little bit of my personal journey with this idea. This is not something that I have practiced really at all in my life up until the past few years because starting with 2020 that was a year that I started with a lot of goals a lot of plans Uh, it was a year that I turned 30 I turned 30 in February of 2020 and I had a lot planned I I had big plans and I had already begun to act on those plans obviously by the time March 2020 rolled around everything was halted And what I found to be so interesting, um, if that's the appropriate word, I'm not sure, but what I found to be worth noting about 2020, when I look back at everything that I planned at the beginning of 2020, was that it wasn't so much about carrying on with everything that I had planned because I, I wasn't able to, everything stopped for me. And at the same time, seeing the way that I was thinking at that time and seeing the courage that it took for me to even pin those ideas down that didn't even happen. I I have like a 25 minute voice memo where me and my husband were just sitting and talking about just planning this series of in-person events that I was going to do all across the country. And when I listened back on that, it's, it's of course, for a while, it was just disappointment and sadness and even grief around, wow, yet another thing that just didn't happen. But now I see it as, look at where my heart was. Look at what I was thinking about, what I was trying to do, what I was curious about. And even though those things didn't end up happening, it was still important and it still matters that I was present to that particular moment and I was willing to act on courage and I think especially those of us who may have a hard time planning in detail without fear maybe that's not something everyone deals with but I'm sure I'm not the only person who plans things but you're just sort of afraid to really really plan them because you're like it's probably not going to come together the way that I want it to I don't want to get my hopes up I don't want to get all attached to something and then it falls apart again so if you have dealt with any of that what I've noticed about creating and having something like a word of the year is that it's not so much about how am I going to make sure that this word is showing up in every area of my life. But it's just that when you, when you look back in time, you are probably going to at some point look at different years and even just going through your notes from the beginning of this year, you will be able to see, I wrote that word down and just allow yourself to be curious about it and allow yourself to Be grateful that you took this moment, this moment right now, to just be present and reflect and think ahead about what could be. And that's something that you're allowed to do no matter 
what happens. And this is something that I'm telling myself as I, as I am, of course, a writer and creator and I love to make things. And I'm also a human being. And I'm also a human being who knows the ins and outs of anxiety and fear. And I know how intense that can be. And I've really had to learn how to incorporate small practices like this into my life as a way to to practice courage and practice courage and say, you know what, I'm going to take that risk of saying, this is what I want this year to look like. This is what I'm hoping for. It's very vulnerable to do that. It is risky because we don't know what tomorrow holds. We don't know what's to come. And at the same time, we can still practice courage that those moments that we took to get precise about and precision coming through something like picking a word of the year to get precise about how we want to carry on, even if it only ends up lasting, you know, that particular word, you may a week from now, you're like, nope, that's not it. It's something else. Or maybe you don't even think about it. Maybe you don't even think about it again after the first week of the year. And that is fine. That is literally how I was last year. So last year, the word that I picked was simplify. And I didn't think about it again. I picked it in January and I didn't think about it again to the end of the year. I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> simplify. And, and it was just a moment of like, oh, I can see how I tried that. And, and I can also see how hard it was. I didn't wake up every day or wake up at the start of each month with some amazing rollout about how I was going to simplify my life that month. In a lot of ways, my life actually got more complicated, but I can see the pursuit. I can see how I tried and that's what matters. So when it comes to the point of picking a word of the year, I just hope that you can keep that in mind. It is not about picking this one word that's just going to sum up everything that's happening in your life right now and everything that's going to happen in your life in the weeks and months to come. It's not about making sure that at the end of every month, you go back and look and see how this word connects. And the thing is, is that some people will be able to remember that word throughout the year. And there is nothing wrong with that. So wherever you are, I just hope that these words connect with you in some way. I hope that you find at least one word that you're just curious about. So when you're hearing these words, these options for a word of the year, um, think about it in the sense of, oh, I'm drawn to that word. I don't know why, but I'm curious about it. It's interesting to me. I want to sit with that word for a little while. And that's all you need. That's all you need to find your word of the year. Nothing else required. <laughs> so I'm going to go through a few of these and I actually have a list of 100. So I'm not going to go through all 100 in this episode, but I will put a link in the show notes if you would like to read through the entire list. But I am going to choose... 10 of my favorites and they are my favorites because just based on conversations that I've been having with other people, just hearing different themes coming up about where different people are. These are just some words that I have, 
I have selected. So the word favorite might not even be a good word. These are just, these are just some selected <laughs> options for word of the year that if you find them useful in any way, I hope you can just carry it with you. And finally, at the link that I'm going to put in the show notes, I've created 100 different wallpapers for each of these words. So I created this two years ago and it's still there and it's I'm very proud of it because it's 100 of them and it took a lot of time to put this together. So I'm always so grateful when people still find this useful. So you are free to go check that out. And in the meantime, here are those 10 words. The first word I want to share is remain. Remain is a verb. And this definition is from the Cambridge Dictionary. And it is to continue to exist when other parts or other things no longer exist. Remain. To continue to exist when other parts or other things no longer exist. To me, that definition is poetry within itself. It's something that you are already doing. We are already doing. No matter what we are leaving behind yesterday, we have remained to exist. We we're still here. And this is a good low pressure word of the year that also is so deeply poetic and profound because it's Something that is very easily taken for granted, but is so important. The fact that you have remained and it doesn't even have to just you and the fact that grace has remained, the fact that perhaps your courage that is growing has remained. Even if you don't feel like you've grown in courage, even if you just see tiny tiny bits of courage in your daily life, in your, in the season of life, the fact that it's remained perhaps a community of people, even if it's a small community of people, even if it's friends that you met through the internet, the fact that those people have remained in your life or you've, they've remained a a source of connection or inspiration for you it's a really good word for someone who's just in a posture of, I want to be more grateful. I want to have more gratitude for what already is and not have to worry so much in detail about what's to come, what's to come. Because, you know, as we've already discussed, that's, that's a lot of work. It's a lot of work to have to think about all of that. And perhaps you don't have to all the time. Perhaps there's areas of your life where you can just say, I just want to focus on what has remained. So I love that word. The next word that I want to share with you is generosity. This is a noun, another Cambridge dictionary. I'm a little biased toward the Cambridge dictionary. It has some of my, my favorite definitions, at least on this list. I think a willingness to give help or support, especially more than is usual or expected generosity a willingness to give help or support, especially more than is usual or expected. At the time I'm recording this episode, this is the word that I am gravitating toward for myself because 
I have been noticing a theme in my life that there are, I'm getting very precise about what I am knowledgeable about, not just knowledgeable about, but what I, what I've learned over the course of my life, but even just different things that I've been studying and spending a lot of time with. And I've been trying to work on overcoming the fear that I tend to have when it comes to sharing those things, because there's so much self-doubt that comes up when it comes to that point of sharing. There's so much that I fear. I fear that I'll end up talking too much or that I, people will think that I'm just too intense or that I ramble too much or I'm too all over the place. There's so many things. That's just, <laughs> those are just four of, of a very long list of things I could give to you. But there are a lot of things that stand in the way. I will spend years researching things, years sitting with things, studying things. And then when it comes to sharing it with someone, I freeze. I completely freeze. And I'm trying to overcome that and figure out what's the best way. And for some time, generosity has been a huge value of mine. I really value generosity. So I've been considering that maybe that's a way I can kind of trick myself into overcoming that fear. It's like, well, you value generosity. So don't you want to live that out? Don't you want to be a more generous person? And this is me talking to myself and to what I respond to that. Yes, I do. I do want to be a more generous person. Okay, well, practice generosity. How are you going to do that? You're going to do that by overcoming your fear of sharing more of what you know and sharing more of your inner resources that you always feel like you're going to run out of. So that is scary at times. And it doesn't mean that every time I act on generosity, it's just this amazing thing. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'll never be afraid again. No, I'll wake up the next day and I'll think of some new excuse or fear or worry (laughs) to hold back once again. And yet still, generosity is something I value so deeply. So if you, like me, can think of a hundred different reasons why you should keep something to yourself, even though you see how other people in your life or other people in the world might connect with it, but you just, you you can just keep making that list longer and longer and longer. And maybe you even have people in your life who are like, you, you're the most qualified person to speak on this. Or you, like people would love to hear this from you. Or, oh my goodness, this could help others so much. And whether that's on an interpersonal level or like an organizational level or on a community level, whatever it is, it's really important if you if that's something that you struggle with to have those things that can help help you step out with courage and say, all right, here's how I'm going to share. Here's how I'm going to practice putting myself out there. So generosity is a, it's a really good word for that. It's a willingness to give help or support, especially more than is usual or suspected. So I hope that that is helpful to anyone who struggles with those those things, creating those lists in our head as to why we're going to hold back and how we're going to keep moving onward despite that. Another word that I want to share is reimagine. This is a definition from the Collins Dictionary. To imagine again, 
or in a different way. Reimagine, a verb to imagine again or in a different way. Oh, another definition that just feels like poetry to me. What I love about this word is that different than imagine, that re, of course, is about going back again. It's about looking at something that already is and saying, okay, it's time to approach this in a different way. And what I love about this word is that there, there tends to be a, a lot of association around the word newness or, you know, even thinking of a new year. And this doesn't just apply to January 1st. This could be whenever your birthday is, if your birthday is not on January 1st, just starting a new, a new, another new trip around the sun, just new, 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 new. This notion of starting over and we can very easily lose sight of how, well, maybe we don't always have to start over. Maybe it's just looking at something again. And what I love about reimagine is that a lot of times the things that we've imagined, the things in our imagination, the things that we're hoping for, those are things that have not come into fruition yet. So at times, it may be kind of hard to give ourselves permission and say, okay, let me go back and look at that again. Let me go back and look at those things that are important to me that haven't even happened. But I think about them. I'm, I, I find myself wondering, being curious, being hopeful, and I'm going to go back and work on that even more. I think it takes a lot of bravery to do that because it's one thing if you're if you're reimagining how you want to do something that already that's already happened you know if you've let's say you last year you started some big project and it's already going and it's been going well it's like well let me reimagine how I want to how I want to approach this it can be a little bit easier if the thing's already going but what about those flickers those flickers of hope that the thing hasn't happened yet. It's not here. And yet still it's with you. I want to give you permission to reimagine and say, you know, I still have that hope. Maybe I'm just going to look at it in a different way. I think some, some very concrete examples of that might be when it comes to how you want to help other people. So maybe you have a, a dream or just some kind of hope for your community and you have these ideas of how you could create some kind of structure or a website or a a meetup or something and it just hasn't happened yet maybe it's scheduling maybe it's just logistics maybe it's just you trying to make sure it's the the right thing or the best thing whatever it is if it hasn't happened yet It doesn't mean that you just have to throw it out all the time. And sometimes we do just stop doing things completely. But then there are other times where it's like, well, you know what? I really care about this group of people. I I care about wanting to contribute to my community in this way. So it didn't quite work out last year the way that I thought it was going to. But maybe there are other ways that I can help. Maybe there's another... I don't even want to say angle because it's not even just like an angle. (laughs) Maybe there's just like another entire way that I need to approach this. 
So that word reimagine just gives room for you to revisit and and approach something in a way that you haven't done before. And I think that that can be very transformative for the dreamer who has been dreaming but hasn't seen those dreams come to a reality. I just want to encourage you that it's okay if if you're not ready to let go of that dream and yet that dream has not happened, that doesn't mean that there's nothing there. That doesn't mean that you just have to throw all of it out. Like, well, I guess I'm just not made to help people. I guess I'm not made to have a contribution in my community. I'm not ever going to be, you know, X, Y, or Z, whatever it is that you hoped. Perhaps there's just a different way. There's a different way of looking at it. And this work can just help you give that permission to approach those different ways. Number four of five that I want to share today is harmony. Harmony is the combination of separate but related parts in a way that uses their similarities to bring unity to a painting, drawing, or art object. And that's a definition from Cambridge. So this definition has a lot to do with harmony and art. And I included that definition very intentionally because harmony is a word that we use, obviously, outside of our harmony amongst people, amongst you know ideas, whatever it is. However, whenever it comes to working with other people as you would know if you've ever met another human. <laughs> it's it, it takes time to get to harmony. It takes time to, to, to find what some would call middle ground. However, when I think about harmony in, in the music sense, I have a music background and I think about playing the playing the, the chord, like just I'm imagining playing the C chord. I'm thinking about the notes in the C chord that make that, that that can make harmony so different people can sing different parts within that c chord to bring harmony and also i'm not i have a music background but i do not have a music theory background so <laughs> even the way that i just explained that may not be the exact proper way of explaining that but what i do know is that harmony finding harmony in music is not about finding middle ground it's about those different notes stay where they are but there's parts of them that work together and that is very hard when it comes to other humans or even other ideas you know trying to find harmony between two different things that you're two projects that you're working on or two ideas that you're working on or two hopes that you have it's like how do these things connect how do these things find harmony and if you're looking at a keyboard and this is and even if you've never played music before if you've never played played a piano before but if you observe someone who is playing a piano, you will see that their hands are spread out across different notes to make that music happen. So there's never a point where they're trying to just get all of the notes into one note. It's physically impossible on the piano. Each note has has its own place. 
and yet there are places where those notes can work together. So this word harmony is a really good word for someone who is recognizing in their life some kind of separation, some kind of space that has happened between maybe where they are and where other people are, or one thing that they're trying to work on and then something else that feels kind of random, um, but loosely connected and you don't really know how it connects. Harmony is a process. Finding harmony, seeking harmony, it takes time and it takes courage to recognize that, yeah, harmony doesn't mean that everything is going to be on the same page. It's not like one big note. It's different, separate notes. So if you're in a place where finding harmony feels difficult or it feels like it's taking too long, I I do think that harmony could be a good word. And perhaps whether you are an artist or not, creative or not, you can spend some time learning about and, and just Googling. What does harmony look like in artwork? What does harmony look like sound like in music. Watch some videos, learn more about harmony in its art sense, and pay attention to what it can teach you about the rest of life. The final word that I want to share on today's episode is continuum. And this is another Cambridge Dictionary definition. Something that changes in character gradually or in very slight stages. Something that changes in character gradually or in very slight stages. What I love about the word continuum and this definition is the word gradually and the phrase very slight stages. There is so much pressure to always take big leaps and make change happen quickly and super efficiently. And what I love about this word continuum is that it's an invitation to change gradually and to let it happen slowly, let things unfold slowly. So I don't really feel like there's much more that needs to be said about that particular word. I think in some way we can probably all relate to that something in our life where we have been experiencing pressure whether it's outside pressure or inside coming you know from ourselves we can experience that pressure of feeling like I gotta get myself together or I need to step it up or I need to do this better or do that better whatever that is the word continuum which is a noun. And I like that it's a noun because, you know, like a verb, verbs in action and continuum. It's like, there's nothing you need to do with that. Just, just let it be a noun. Let it develop slowly, gradually with time. How cool is it that we have words for that? We have words for allowing things to develop slowly. So give yourself permission to, to embrace the continuum of your own life. And I think that that is true no matter what word of the year that you choose. 
So to end, I just want to remind you that I have that list of words, 100 list of words. They are all linked in the show notes and there is a wallpaper for each one. So feel free to browse through and explore more definitions and just to remember to just notice what stands out to you. So it doesn't have to be the word that you're like, yep, this defines how this year is going to be. It's just a word that you're noticing and you're allowing yourself to be curious about. And finally, if you are enjoying these prompt-like parts of the episode where there's something to do, something to think about, then I think you might enjoy my app Storyteller. I have an app where there are daily journal prompts, daily affirmations. There is a word of the day every single day. So I spend a lot of time thinking about words, looking up definitions, and every single time I put one of those words there, that's something that I have spent time really thinking about how that relates to the poetry or the prose that I shared. And yeah, there's just a lot to think about there every day. And even if you have the free version, there are push notifications and there is a space to journal every day. And both of those features are free even after the seven day trial. So yeah, I will put the link to that in the show notes if you would like to check out the app. And if you're listening to this and you have already checked out the app and you've enjoyed it, if you can leave a review, that's always so helpful for the app and the podcast too. <laughs> um, so if, if, if you have the time to, to leave a review anywhere, that really, really helps with visibility. I'm super grateful for that. And I am just grateful for you being here. I'm so grateful to be able to have the space to share ideas. And I look forward to sharing more with you this year. So thanks for joining me here today. I'm Morgan Harper Nichols.